Are you ready to declutter and awaken your soul? Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Val Selby, an empowerment coach at ValSelby.com, and I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. I have somebody here today who's super timely, and I don't know, I feel like I might be saying that most podcasts, but that's just what the universe is throwing at me is... <laughs> Is you women coming in here to talk to me about things that are weighing on me at that moment. So I would like to welcome Michael Spencer here from Let's Purify.energy and welcome for being here. Thank you so much, Val. It is an honor to be part of the Your Bold Life podcast. Thank you. So we have a lot of fun to talk about. You know, you've got the Reiki that you're doing. Um, you're home energy coach, which is totally unique to me. And I want to hear all about more of that and all of the soulful stuff that you are working with, which I am leaning. I've always been in that, that, that sphere where, you know, I do believe in all of it, but um, I don't know if it's coming with age or what, but I'm totally going into it full blown with my age for sure. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my coaching business is called Let's Purify. And within that, as a home energy coach, I help soulful and sensitive people to declutter their homes. And we do that using a process called home energy purification or just purification for short. And what this method does, and this is a method that I created out of my own experience and then through, you know, kind of fine tuning it through working with clients, is it really helps to take the overwhelm and the confusion out of the decluttering process. And those are two of the things that often slow people down when they go, you know, I want to make this more of a priority to sort through this old stuff, to let go of the the things that have accumulated over the decades in my attic or my basement, or just get things more clear in my living space, they often tend to get overwhelmed either by the volume of stuff or the emotions that are attached to those belongings um, and can become very confused about what do I let go of and what do I hold on to and who makes that decision and is it okay for me to let go of something that my family expects me to keep? Is it okay to let go of something that was a gift? And then, you know, we can sort of spiral into these rabbit holes, if you oh, yeah. will. And then because, you know, cleaning out one's attic is not a priority typically, unless there's a move happening or some other life change that it's like, okay, we have to clear this out. Um, it's something that can just continue to sit there without having a real noticeable impact on daily life. Mm -hmm. and that we think, can, right? <laughs> precisely, precisely. Because what's happening is all of that stuff has an energy associated with it. And when that energy is stuck and stagnant, it may, it's stuck and stagnant in your attic, and it's also stuck and stagnant somewhere within. Mm -hmm. And so whether that's a drawer in your dresser or a messy closet or decades of stuff in an attic or basement, or even more interestingly, when it's off-site in a storage space, and there is an energetic and emotional toll that is happening. 
And there is something incredibly liberating about facing it, making those decisions, and not, not only making those decisions, making those decisions from an intuitive or a soul-centered place, a gut-centered place that you know, this is the right choice for me. You want to talk about bold. Yes. (laughs) Going through all of that stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just focused on you and not Mm -hmm. what everybody else is thinking about all of that stuff is hard too. And um, so, so like I, like we talked about right before uh, we started recording, I am very aware of the fact that I am in the middle of this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because we moved. So a year ago, we just all of a sudden put our house on the market. It was the mm-hmm. right time. It all fell into place and we did it. It was 20 years of crap in this house, right? 20 yeah. years. I mean, our fourth bedroom was completely unusable. Um, it just was a ton. When, <laughs> when we got the place ready to put on the market, it looked amazing and it felt amazing. We moved into this house and... We kept it really uncluttered for a while. And then the last couple of weeks, I'm feeling the clutter. I'm just, I'm just feeling it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. And my office right now is an absolute disaster still of boxes. Yeah. Because we haven't, we haven't moved on to this room because we've been room to room, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm highly aware of the, the fact that this is zapping my energy. Because I mean, even right now, I'm in my office doing this. Mm-hmm. And I can feel it zapping me. <laughs> like, yeah. How can you tell? I think that's a good, it's a good thing for you. And also for the listeners, how do you know that it's sapping your energy? Like, how do you feel that? For me, I'm, I actually am physically turning and looking at it multiple mm-hmm. times during the day now where before it was just like, okay, well, we're going to get to this. It's going to happen. You know, that's just not the top priority right now. We have other mm-hmm. stuff in the house to take care of. And, and now I get, it's almost like it's calling me. Uh, like all of a sudden it's just like hello all of these all of these office supplies are in here that you need and could use and you want to craft again and I'm in a box and Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and so it's becoming a distraction from other things and there's also this inner calling that's happening that's like hey we want to come out and play what about crafting what about organizing these supplies Right. And you said you never were going to let this happen again. And here we are. You've got your office all cluttered again to crazy crap everywhere. (laughs) And so I want to just touch on that for a moment because I think sometimes, and I'm not saying that this is you specifically, and in general, we can look at a decluttering process as almost like a one-time thing. Like, oh, like you decluttered, like you cleared out a bunch of stuff, you got in this place, it was decluttered. And with purification and even with the the practice of decluttering as well, it's so good when we can turn it into more of a regular practice. Mm -hmm. So just like we might have a spiritual practice of yoga or meditation, uh, I like to think of purifying also as a, a spiritual practice and just kind of an energetic checking in because you know i i have you know stuff in my home i live with uh, my husband we certainly don't live a minimalist lifestyle by any means and you know there's stuff around and so 
it's always nice every couple weeks or once a month, you know, I might just walk through the house and just notice, is there a space that is drawing my attention? Sometimes I have a closet that starts to get stuff backed up in it or um, even like a pantry cupboard that like, oh, this has gotten disorganized again. And it's, you know, a drain if I have to pull out four things to get the one thing that I'm looking for. And so we can start to listen like you're doing and going, okay, these boxes weren't a priority and they need to be now. And then, so then rather than allowing that to drag on you for months, because there might be a belief of like, it's going to take forever and it's going to be a pain to dedicate some time and energy to that and for it to be something that if you, if we look at it as a beautiful practice, then it becomes something different than a horrible task. And it feels so good when everything's cleaned out and all of that stuff that you really don't need. Right. Like, like my hundred pens that have somehow collected, (laughs) you know, I can get rid of a lot of office stuff. I'm online. not going to use a hundred pens for sure. So get rid of them. You know, and that, that is quite a bit of stuff that's already in the boxes. And, and I know when we moved and I did get rid of so much stuff, it did feel so good Mm -hmm. because it was just like, why do I have this still? And, And that's the thing, you know, to bring consciousness to the things that we're holding on to and the things that we choose to let go. And a lot of times there are things that we might be holding on to that when we really look at it and we go, like you're saying, why am I holding on to this? Someone else might be able to use those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got pens that are functional that you know you're not going to use because you're an online business person, somebody else might be able to use those pens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, library or, or somebody. Right. Anybody, but yeah. they Yes. <laughs> gotta go yes sure. <laughs> right all of these office supplies there's no excuse for me to be waiting for an organization process for them um, which I know right. is part of the thing I've been waiting to build my my closet for my craft supplies that's been the thing I'm, I'm waiting for that so I can organize it um, but that's when I really started noticing how the rest of the house is getting disorganized is um, we're just not putting things away Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's happening that that's, that's happening again, that, you know, we're just setting things down. Yeah. And so it is, I, I love that awareness of starting to notice, like there's a system breakdown here. Mm-hmm. What's, what's going on here? Have we got really busy? You know, what is it that we're not taking the time? Are we just, do we think that that's not a value in our family right now? Do we need to have a conversation about that? Since we moved, do people not really know where things go? Mm-hmm. Do we need to reestablish some systems in a new home? You know? Yeah, or it's just something just totally different going on, and our minds are absolutely mm-hmm. someplace else, and we're ab- not. I think for a lot of the, um, it's just there's there is some busy stuff going on, and we're just it's just weird that we're setting stuff down again. It's like, ah, we were fighting so hard because it's just my husband and I. So there's, you know, if if I didn't leave it, I know he did. Right. (laughs) There's nobody else to blame in the house. (laughs) The process of elimination here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I might have to lean into that fact and see, hey, I'm noticing that you're leaving stuff out too. And what, why are we feeding off each other? Right, right. 
I love that. And how our homes as these living entities can be a barometer of what's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, you had talked about Reiki and I am not positive what this process, the not process. I lost my word. Um, I am not exactly sure what Reiki is. Can you explain more to me? Absolutely. Uh, Reiki is... And i got to pronounce it right. Oh, that's it. You're good. You're good. Reiki is a form of energy work and it can be done hands-off or hands-on. And I'll explain that, what that means. If you have a hands-on Reiki session with a practitioner, you are typically lying fully clothed on a massage table and the practitioner is putting their hands on your body and the Reiki is coming through the crown of the head of the, um, the Reiki practitioner. And let me pause and say that Reiki simply means universal life force energy. So the practice of Reiki is the channeling of universal life force energy from one person to another person or a situation or an object. Um, And that Reiki is transmitted coming in through the crown of the head, down through the heart center, and then out the arms and out the uh, their chakras or energy centers in the hands and and Reiki can also be given in a couple of different other ways and for the purpose of this talk um, <laughs> so that 's a, a hands on Reiki session and um, you know a person may come in and say oh i 'm having a lot of stomach pains, and so maybe the practitioner might give Reiki um, in a prescribed way of like okay i 'm going to make sure that I um, channel Reiki to all these parts of the body and then putting special focus um, on the stomach area or wherever they intuitively sense might be helpful mm-hmm. for the person. So I have possibly had something similar done mm-hmm. um, with somebody who was more of a healer per se. Now this sure. was this was probably 15 years ago, so I'm not sure that Reiki was was really prevalent at that time, but I mm-hmm. I bet that I have experienced something that was very much like this. Um, it was just, it, there was more spiritual involvement where she talked about the other people that were in the room that, you know, mm-hmm. were not the spirits were in the room. Sure. It's so hard to explain any of this stuff unless you've experienced it. Sure. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> but it was, it was very similar to that. And it, there was a specific part. Um, I had endometriosis. And Mm -hmm. the healing did happen through Mm -hmm. there. And I didn't have any issues for a few years until I let all the stress back on. But it was amazing because my best friend was there. And, you know, I was on the table having this experience and talking to her about what I experienced afterwards. And she's like, no, that's nothing what actually happened visually. And I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it was, it, it was crazy. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot, you know, and I ended up just bawling at the end because she said, that's how the energy leaves. So yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's similar or. Yeah, it absolutely sounds like if it wasn't Reiki, it was definitely some sort of hands-on healing. And, and, you know, there are so many similarities in practices like that, that, yeah, it sounds, and certain Reiki practitioners may be uh, a little 
you know, they may use less spiritual language and less um, spiritual tools and others are going to use a lot of those sorts of things. Some Reiki practitioners may have um, awareness of other beings being present. That's not something that I experience and some Reiki practitioners do. Some will receive um, messages you know, from the higher self of the person that they're channeling Reiki to. So it's a really beautiful practice. And if nothing else, it's so relaxing. It's good for anxiety and depression. And, you know, it's just, it's so, um, it's just a very soothing modality. So now knowing that this is something that's really similar to what I have experienced. I will definitely be searching that out for myself. And any of you, if you are on the fence about it, I, you know, I have a, have a good friend go with you. There's mm, nothing wrong that. with that. Have a, have a best friend go with you if it, if it creeps you out or worries you, but um, awesome. Yay. I'm excited that you explained it that way because um, yeah. I've been wanting to have that experience again but I had no idea how to find it. Right. <laughs> right. And I would suggest too, like you're saying, take a friend along. And I love that because then, you know, you go out to lunch after or just, you know, have some tea together and talk about the experience. And also if you're seeking out a practitioner like that, be sure to see if you can have, you know, a 10 minute phone call or something ahead of time. If you're not quite comfortable. I mean, if this person's going to be putting their hands on you and transmitting energy to you, mm-hmm. it's a great idea to make sure that you feel really comfortable and grounded in, in who that person is and that they feel in alignment. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to add to my list, but, um, but definitely I could use that right now. So I've got to lead into some of my little questions that I always like to ask. Please do. When you look back, did you have any major, major changes in your forties or did they hit at a different time period or? Well, I am 42, so I am just getting started in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And when I was in my late 20s, I I would call what I experienced probably like a quarter life crisis, although it wasn't a crisis per se. And I went through a pretty big transformation and externally that looked like getting a divorce after a 10 year relationship and changing careers. I was a CPA and an auditor in my first career and I went back to school for mental health counseling and got my master's degree in that. And so that was definitely like a huge change that if I hadn't taken those risks and I hadn't addressed those things that were really out of alignment then, I have a feeling I would be dealing with that now. That is so amazing that at that young of an age, you made those huge changes. It was definitely challenging. It was growth producing. I'd never lived by myself before. And so I think that was one of the most terrifying things. For sure. Like, can I survive? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I've never lived on my own. So yeah. <laughs> I get that feeling. It's like, um, and then there's other days it's like, oh yeah, I'd rock it. Or it's like, is he <laughs> home yet? Home right. Yet? <laughs> It's like, no, (laughs) that is amazing now that you went through that transformation at a young age. Awesome. Good job. That's so cool. So then in your, in your thirties then you were rocking like a whole new career and everything. Yeah. 
yeah, new career and sort of revisited some aspects of my um, earlier years. So I had been in that relationship that ended from when I was in high school. And so I didn't really have a lot of some of the traditional experiences like in college of, you know, just kind of letting loose. And so I was fortunate to be able to, in a, you know, safe way, um, you know, just kind of go out. And I had a cousin who was in a band at that time and um, she was playing at a lot of different bars. And so it was just like had this opportunity to go out and have a lot of fun. And of course I was in grad school as well at that time. So it was a neat way of being able to revisit some of the activities that one might be doing in their early Mm twenties and be doing that from this position of being in my late twenties, moving into my early thirties and just wanting to clear out and purify even some of the, the stuff that had accumulated in that 10 years and being able to move forward much fresher. Awesome. So I say just wait, because so far what I'm learning is that each, each one of the decades has gotten better and better um, because I'm aware Right. And, and, and I'm actually looking for the good stuff to be happening and, and making the good stuff happening. And um, I've got some, some friends that are in their fifties and sixties and they're like, Oh, just wait. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be upset when 50 hits, you know, I'm 47. It's like, all right, they're saying even more good stuff's going to happen. So <laughs> I love that. And it's like, I feel so good. Like I feel like just from what you shared there and um, what you're saying, others are saying, I feel like I've got these big sisters out there who are like, just wait, you're going to rock it. Yeah. As long as you're surrounding yourself with those Mm -hmm. positive people. Absolutely. You're going to see. Yeah. They, they share it. They share that energy. You know, they share that energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then of course we have to talk about what is your damn it. And, um, for anybody listening that is not positive, what a damn it is, um, Gamets are those things that make you, you. So those things that about your personality, that if you, don't use them, don't share them. You end up, you need to end up being depressed. Like me, I like to talk and I have to share. And when I don't share, I go down into depression because that means I'm bottling things up. Um, so what is your damn it or some damn it's, or do you know? I, first of all, I love this question because I, it's wonderful to, kind of tune in and identify something like that and then have this space with you on this podcast to celebrate that. Like, yeah, here's my damn it. Yes. Why can't we celebrate it? Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's so good. I feel like for me, a main damn it is this willingness to change course, you know, being willing to get a divorce and and when the relationship wasn't horrible, it just wasn't great, you know, and, and same with my first career, like the willingness to leave a really good job for uh, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so then I had my career as a mental health counselor. And about two years ago, uh, I was a licensed professional counselor and I let my license go and I became a coach because I was just like this. It just doesn't feel in alignment. I don't want to be in mental health anymore. I want to be able to engage with people differently. I don't want to have to worry about diagnosis. And please hear, I respect the mental health field. I've been in my own counseling. I So it's not that I don't 
think that counseling is good or mental health is um, that, that there's anything wrong with that system inherently. And for me and how I sensed I wanted to grow and expand, I, I didn't want to be in that, that energy and it felt constricting to me. So I think my, one of my damnets is the willingness to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. It doesn't feel authentic. It's not in alignment. I'm changing it. And I think that that is absolutely a damn it. Cause that's something I've had to work on um, mm. is not holding on to something, but I've always done it this way and I've always done this and it's got to work and it doesn't matter that I've been trying it for 20 years, you know, and I don't even want to do it anymore. Um, I had to work at giving myself permission to be okay. We're just going to drop it. Just drop it mm-hmm. and move on. <laughs> And I think, Val, I I love that you shared that and how you shared it, because to me, there's an aspect of an inner purification that happens. So just like when we say, you know what, this book on the shelf, I know I'm never going to read it again. It's time for me to let it go. It just needs to go. I'm going to drop it. There's something about, you know, whether it's a career or a, a life choice that we've made, that inner purification that we can say, I'm also letting go of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learning the fact that if you let that go and it's not making you happy, it's because something else needs to fill that space. Yeah. And trusting that. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. part of having to trust ourselves too. So I think that that's a, a reason why for me, it does get a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. It's like you mm-hmm. kind of have to work through those things of, well, that just means one more failure you know, in in my head, you know? Yeah. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Instead of the, no, it's going to leave it open for this thing. That's not going to fail because you're going to have fun and Mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy it. And, and what if leaving, it's not a failure. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm still working on all of that. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's a practice, you know? Yeah. There's definitely certain things that I just know that, you know, and I might be working on them for a long time, if not forever, and it's okay, because there's yeah. other aspects I don't have to work on as much. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, those core things that keep coming back, it's like we address it in one area, and then it might come up from a different angle, and it's okay. When I know one thing we were, uh, a bunch of us were talking about one day, too, was uh, the fact that um, just because you've addressed it doesn't mean, like you said, that it's not going to come back. Right. However, the fact that I am noticing it, like you said, I'm noticing that my, my house is getting cluttered. The fact Mm -hmm. that I'm noticing that before it's five years down the road (laughs) is the fact that growth is actually happening. (laughs) Right. You're noticing it. And I'm hearing you already putting into place some action steps. Oh, maybe my husband and I need to talk about what's going on in our lives that both of us seem to be leaving stuff around. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am interested. This is becoming more distracting. These boxes in the office, they're drawing my attention. They're calling me. Maybe it is time to make that more of a priority. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, this is so good. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave my listeners, Michael? Yeah, I would love to just say, you know, if there is a space in your home that you are feeling is calling you, that, you know, we were talking about Reiki 
and anyone, everyone has universal life force energy flowing through them. And if you don't, if you're not attuned to Reiki, you can send those areas some good vibes. You can, um, I'm trying to think of how different ways to say this and being aware of time as well. The point is, what happens sometimes is we can look at a space that needs attending, like these boxes in your office, and we can have maybe a negative feeling about them, like, oh, I've got to deal with these boxes and blah, blah, blah. And when we bring some self-love and compassion, and when we recognize, hmm, those boxes are full of my stuff, they are actually an extension of or a reflection of what's going on inside. So sometimes we might have boxes of stuff inside that we're not dealing with. And so it's really nice and it's a practice of purifying to send some love in those directions rather than continuing to, uh, if there's self-judgment or criticism that you haven't dealt with them yet or there's negativity because they're jamming up your flow, what happens if we turn that on its head and we send love, we send Reiki, we open up some time even just to sit in those areas from a positive perspective, if we create a vision about what could be in this office space if these boxes weren't here. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing a, just a really positive perspective because that's part of what will start to motivate and inspire those changes and, and the, for the purification process to actually happen. Definitely. I know last night I was working on cleaning off my desk a lot more and that, that Mm. even started the process, right? Just a little bit because it's like, it feels like there's so much and there really wasn't that much. Isn't that amazing when you start to get into it sometimes it's like, oh, that, that only took like 20 minutes. Eight, exactly. And amazing. How much better do I feel for that 20 minutes that I put into that effort? Right. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you coming in and having this conversation. I am excited to put some of this into play for sure, just because I, I feel better even just having talked to you and the stuff is still sitting here right next to me, but I'm still feel, feeling better <laughs> about it. Well, and that shift can really start to promote the, the action. And that's where, you know, the energy work that we can do in our homes and with our stuff, that's, it can start to ignite the action. So just by talking about it and your awareness heightening over these past couple of days, it's already starting. Mm-hmm. You're, you're on it. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I'm definitely ready. I'm looking at it going, yeah, I think one of these boxes is going to get sorted out <laughs> tonight for ah, sure. I got to remember. Toasted. Well, it's like, you know, you can take one of the boxes in the living room and go watch Netflix and go through the box, right? Yeah. So, so I got to take the baby steps, but I definitely need to take the steps forward. And thank yeah. you so much for having this conversation. Everyone, if you would like to check out more from Michael Spencer, and I definitely, definitely think you should check out her website, Let's Purify, and that's at letspurify.energy, and I will have all of the links for you to visit her and start a conversation with her and um, work on decluttering and, and see what else it opens up in your life for you to have more time for and create. So thank you for being here. 
Thank you again, Val. I have enjoyed this conversation so much and please keep me posted on those boxes. Oh, for sure. I will. So thank you listeners for joining us today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.